Hello and welcome to another edition of the Turd Ferguson Report. I am your host, Art Mosley, and today we travel to southeast Georgia uh, off of Interstate 16 to Emanuel County with the Swainsboro Tigers. We've got Coach Scott Roberts on the phone. Coach Roberts, how are you today? Doing great, Art. I appreciate it. Coach, we're going to jump right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your history, where did you get your first start, uh, maybe why you got into coaching, and who's influenced you? I got in uh, my first start was at Fitzgerald High School and that was that was really a, a a great situation for me but it was a different situation because I I graduated from Irwin County and uh so that was our biggest rival I grew up hating Fitzgerald <laughs> and uh you know but got opportunity Brent Brock was the head coach there and uh he he gave me a wonderful opportunity I actually coached for him again at another school later but uh he uh you know he's had a really big influence on my career and and he he's had a big influence on the you know i started out at you know 23 years old as an assistant coach and i still i would say that we modern or you know we model our program and the discipline we try to instill from what i learned from him i mean that was the discipline that he ran a program with was was very impressive and that was something that i was you know just really uh influenced by and and i would say that the way that we try to run our program here in swainsboro very much models that 22 years later um but i got into coaching i really you know my degree was in finance and and i tried to fight getting into coaching as much as possible i had an (laughs) uncle that uh marion roberts that that coached forever and was a wonderful football coach and tennis coach and and track coach and uh, I, I tried to fight it as much as possible, but I, I just wanted to give it a try once I finished, uh, once I graduated from George Southern with my finance degree. And uh, I'm glad I did. Coach, you guys, uh, you're in year three. Now, this is year three in this stint. You you did two years earlier in your career. You guys are coming off of a region championship uh, where you went undefeated in the region, made it to the second round of the uh, – of the playoffs and in a game against what you call your bitter bitter rival uh, Fitzgerald, what are the expectations for your team in year three, and what are you looking forward to the most? My expectations are very high, and, and I'm very excited about year three. Um, you know, when we got here, it Swainsboro, or you know, a few years ago, Swainsboro had been struggling for a few years, and. Uh, you know, we feel like I'm proud of the steps we've taken, and we've taken little steps every year. And, and you know, last year I had a chance to win the first region championship for the school in eight years and won the first playoff game in nine years. And and I, that's a big step, you know, for kids that when you look at it, they, they haven't won a playoff game since they were in the fourth grade, the seniors hadn't. And mm-hmm. so – that you know that was a big step, but uh, we felt like you know Fitzgerald's a great program, and they went on, and you know they had a chance, missed a field goal to go to the state championship, and looking back, it, it, that's one of the things that really ate at me. But it was before that, um, you know, that Monday after we got beat by Fitzgerald, you know, my message to the returners, uh, my message was, look, I'm I'm proud as I can be of what you've done. You've won a region championship. And 
you know, and that's wonderful, but that's not going to be good enough going forward. And and it's time, you know, I want to see us grow every year. And, and so that's what, you know, our whole off season focus has been on. We've got to do better. We've got to work harder. We've got to, you know, develop our culture, which I'm, I'm very proud of the way our culture has changed. I feel like in the last three years, and and that's in the weight room. Our your culture's developed in the weight room. It doesn't just start in spring practice. By the time spring practice rolls around, uh, I feel like we pretty much know the kind of the kind of cats we got and what we can expect from. Because the weight room test, it tests their toughness and you try to build toughness there, but it also tests their, the toughness that they got. And all kids are different. And, uh, but coming into year three, uh, I, I have, <laughs> I've told them, I said, if, you know, we, I expect us to, to win the whole thing. And if we don't, it's my fault. And, um, you know, because we've taken the steps and it's just time for us to take another step. And like I said, last year, I know uh, Coach Pruitt and I had the conversation uh, in January. So, you know, there was about eight of us that, that all could have won it. <laughs> <I> said, You're <laughs> right. I mean, it was it was very, uh, very balanced, uh, competitive level in double A last year. And so, you know, that's that's what we strive for every year. I, mean, I don't want to back away from that. And, you know, if I if I say that our goal is anything less than winning state championship, then I'm selling my kids short. Coach, you have uh, – you return um, – before I get into your returners, I'm sorry. You, you talk about the goal being that state title or playing or playing at that level. But what are the challenges that you and your staff face coming into 2019? Well, I think it goes along with what I just said. Our biggest challenge is accepting complacency. And that's, you know, we, like I said, we stress that in the weight room all off season. We're not going to be complacent with, you know, we're proud of the region championship. It's tough winning the region here, but that's not the only thing we want to accomplish. And we want to take more steps and being complacent with winning the region. And, you know, one time, and not taking care of that again this year, that's, you know, that's the biggest thing that we've fought the whole off season and, and just have tried not to allow. Coach, uh, you return uh, the region, uh, excuse me, the region two, two a player of the year and quarterback Cade humans phenomenal year last year uh, from a statistical standpoint, over uh, 2,200 yards passing and 32 touchdowns. Outside of Cade, um, it, it, I'm sure people around uh, uh, Swainsboro, Emanuel County, and Southeast Georgia are very familiar with him. But who are some of the other players that stand out on the field for you guys coming into this season? Well, I'll say, let me say first about Cade that uh, Cade, it, that wasn't just known that he was going to have that kind of season last year. I mean, he was kind of off the radar. And, uh, but Cade put in a whole lot of work in the offseason, the year year before the off season before last year and he's put in a whole lot of work in the off season we've spent hours in january february march and april at you know at, at the field house before school starts watching film and and he's a relentless worker and and he's he's one of the best leaders i've been around in 21 years as a player and uh you know and he was the offense player of the year and we also have uh you know, KJ Starnes is is the returning defensive player of the year. All five foot eight, 150 pounds of him. I mean, that's you know the kids just got that kid's got the heart of a warrior, and uh, 
you know, and he's, he's a leader just like Kate is. Both of those guys were voted team captains as juniors by their teammates. And, and that says a lot in itself. Um, you know, other than those two, uh, Cedric Sebra is a, you know, wide receiver for us that he's a, last year as a sophomore, he looked like a little, little baby deer at the beginning of the season <laughs> out there playing. And just to watch him, you know, he was 6'2", and, and he was growing into his body. And just to watch him over the course of those 12 games just grow from a little baby deer to just making some huge plays for us. Uh, and he's going, you know, he became a first-team all-region player, and he's going to be a junior this year. I mean, we he's he's – a big and he's a good basketball player i think he's gonna have opportunities in football and basketball he's gonna have choices of what he wants to do when he's ready um you know and, and his brother frederick his twin brother now they're both six three about 215 and uh you know frederick's playing tight end for us and he's our wheel linebacker i expect him to to have a breakout season this year but and but defensively i lot really like our front um we got a four-year starter in Kayon davis and and another four-year starter in armani sims and uh you know we and we've gotten mikhail bostic who really uh started about halfway through his junior year last year really started to grow into it and figure it out and become a really good player for us but um we've got some linebackers john henderson uh has played a lot of games he's he's been starting since he was a sophomore and so we've got you know a lot of kids with a lot of experience we just got to find a way to to take that next step on the phone again with coach scott roberts the head coach of the swainsboro tigers coach uh so how about some of the players who might have surprised you uh over the summer and coming into fall camp maybe somebody who's making some big strides uh, some of those names you hadn't mentioned well, one, like I said, one of the biggest ones we expect is Frederick Sebra to, you know, the twin that he, he did a lot of good stuff for us last year, but he's grown a lot over the off season. And, and, uh, I don't, when I say that, I mean, he's already had the size, but he's just grown a lot with his mental toughness and just grown a lot with his understanding. And we expect him to, to do great things for us. Elijah Freeman's a kid that, you know, right after, I had my, you know, right at the week after Fitzgerald beats us, he's one of those kids that he had ability, but he just wasn't quite ready for the fire as a sophomore. And I just I told him all winter long, I said, buddy, I need you to be a player for us. I need you to be a player and keep working. And he really just worked. He worked himself into being a heck of a little, you know, you you could just tell he, he worked himself into being a heck of a player in the spring and did some good things for us in the spring game. And uh, he could end up, you know, as a wide receiver and as a DB, helping us a ton. And, um, you know, we last year we struggled at running back some because we were really young there. And, and right now we're still trying to find that running back. We feel like we've got about three of them that can be good, but they they're, haven't quite hit that stride yet. And, and when they do, then we're going to be in pretty good shape. Coach, tell us some about some of the players who are high performers off the football field, perhaps in the community or the classroom for you guys. Well, I'm really proud of of our whole senior class. I really am. I mean, that just the way that we've got kids that come from all backgrounds that 
the way that they've developed relationships because of sacrificing for each other and sacrificing for their community to try and, you know, represent Swainsboro in a good way. Um, King Screws is one of those kids that I would say is just all around, you know, talking about student and community person. King's got a 3.9 GPA. He plays football. He plays baseball. He's in the beta club. He's in FBLA. He's in student council. He's on an advisory board for the Citizens Bank here in town. He was in the band uh, for his freshman year, but it just got to where, or the concert band, it just got to where he had so much going on that uh, that was more than <laughs> more than he could handle. And you know, he's one of those. We got kids that I, I have kids volunteer uh, on Fridays when they're in their jersey and to go to the primary school and. Uh, you know, meet kids as they get off the bus and see them in their jersey. And the kids at primary school love that. And King's one of those that, you know, a lot of high school kids don't want to do that. But King's one of those that he he gives up every Friday morning. You know, he's sitting there at seven o'clock in the morning at the front door or on the bus ramp. And uh, you know, and and the kids really love that there. And he's just he's all around great kid, and he's a great representation of our program. Coach, we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about the region you guys play in. Uh, how is that shaping up, uh, Region 2, how is that shaping up, uh, uh, or how do you see that shaping up in terms of competition this season? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's very competitive. Uh, you know, to, last year we won the region championship, but two years ago we didn't even make the playoffs. And so it's, you know, and that is, it's very tightly contested every year. I mean, uh Coach Coach Homskis obviously does and has been doing a great job at Vidalia for years. Uh, that's a big rival for us. And, um, you know, last year I think might be the first time we had scored on them in five years. And uh, so, that's, you know, Vidalia is always going to be well coached. It's always going to be, uh, you know, a thorn in our side. And uh, I know at Jeff Davis, Coach Helton, has done a wonderful job since he's gotten there, you know, from, from Coach Holmes and Dublin's program. And, you know, Coach Helton, he, you can tell that he's a Washington County boy and, uh, and could, with the toughness they play with. Um, and he's got that, all of those kids just playing their hearts out. And, you know, Bacon's got a new coach and, and Coach Goss and Coach Richie Marsh at Toons. I, you know, I coached against him when I was an assistant at Cairo, and he's the head coach at Thomasville, so I've known him a long time. And I think, I think this region is very well coached, and you know, uh, there's just in Metter, uh, you know, they Coach Garvin. I've always, when I was here the first time, and he was the DC at uh, at Vidalia, I always enjoyed competing against him because you knew it was going to be a challenge, no matter what. Uh, no matter what you'd seen on film, he was always going to have something for you that you had to figure out. And so I've always enjoyed competing against him, and he's, he's such a good guy. But uh, I just think this region is so well coached. And uh, it is, you know, I, I hope that we're able to keep this region together uh, after this year. Coach, we're going to uh, switch gears a little bit and go back to you, talk about you. What's. Uh, whether as a head coach or an assistant, what's been the uh, the best or the greatest coaching memory you've got? I I would say the best the best coaching memories that I have in 2007 when I was at Cairo as an assistant and 
that was the last year that the semifinals were played in the dome and the last year that state championship was played in home stadiums. And, you know, I think we were losing 14 to seven to North hall in the semifinals in the dome and scored 35 unanswered points in the second half to make it to the state championship game. And then we played Carver Columbus and all those unbelievable athletes they had in Cairo, uh, in the 2007 state championship game. And that was just a wonder. That was the most electric atmosphere I've been in. And, uh, you know, we played at three o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday because of television. And I think they opened the gates in Cairo at one o'clock. That afternoon at one fifteen, the fire marshal shut the gate. <laughs> oh my goodness! And, uh, I mean, there were people hanging from the rafters at one fifteen. So that was, uh, and coming out for pregame to a stadium that was absolutely packed and people going berserk. That was, uh, that was something I knew right then. I said, I, you know, I don't know whatever it takes. I want to experience this again. That was the most electric atmosphere I've been in in high school football. Once again, we're visiting with Coach Scott Roberts, the head coach of the Swainsboro Tigers. Coach, just got a f- couple more questions for you here. If you weren't coaching or teaching, what career would you have chosen? I would have done something in finance. I mean, like I said, my degree was in finance, and actually I coached for three years and then wasn't sure if it was what I wanted to do, and I got out of it for about six months and, and went into – I was, you know, got my Series 7, and I was a stockbroker with A.G. Edwards for about six months. <laughs> and then uh, Coach Brent Brock called me back in December and said he was fixing to take another job and wanted to know if I was interested in going. I said, no, nah, Coach, I just took this job. And then I thought about it for about 24 hours and called him back and said, I'm coming. <laughs> and uh, and I've never looked back. And, I, and I'm glad I did that because I think I always would have wondered if that was what I should have done if I wouldn't have gotten out of it and done it. And I've you know never thought about going back since. So I'm – I'm very blessed. The Lord's taking care of me through some stupid decisions and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, and I'm very appreciative. Coach, uh, when you're finished coaching, what do you want your legacy to be and how do you want to be remembered? Uh, you know, I guess among coaches, I would just hope that, you know, that I feel the disciplined football teams that fought hard and, uh, I, I, hope that that would be what coaches saw from our program. Um, as far as the guys I coach, I just hope that they know that I love them and, uh, and I appreciate the sacrifice that they make for us, for their community, for each other. Uh, it's not an easy sport to play. It's really not. And, uh, it take, you have to be a really special person to, to do this. I know Randy Hill who, you know, I've known forever and was, you know, he's a legend in this state uh, as a defense coordinator at Worth County and um, and at Lowndes. And then he worked with us at Bainbridge before I came here. You know, he told me, he said, there's a lot of different ways to do things the right way. And, and that always, that stuck with me. And, uh, you know, I just, and, and, but he'd also say this, this game meant for everybody. <laughs> and, and he was right. I mean, it takes a special person, but I just, you know, I would hope that the kids know that, that I truly cared about them and, and that I hope that I made a difference in their life. 
We're wrapping it up here with head coach Scott Roberts, the coach of the Swainsboro Tigers. Coach, one more question for you, and I I, I say this is a softball, but um, if somebody's coming through uh, down down Interstate 16 and getting off in Swainsboro, if they're if they're headed over for the Jefferson County game or or for that Vidalia rivalry, where is the best place to get a pregame meal down there? I tell you that I mean we got we've got some good restaurants in Swainsboro. I would say my favorite just from the view and and everything else and just to get the whole swainsboro experience is on the square where we've got the big fountain uh beautiful fountain there's bernie's and it, you know it's in one of the old school buildings that have been there forever and they've come in and redone that place and you can get a steak you can get seafood you can get a hamburger you can get a wonderful hamburger you can get whatever you want i'd say that would probably be my favorite there you have it. He said Bernie's down in the square in downtown Swainsboro. Coach Roberts, uh, best of luck to you as you begin the 2019 season. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on our program. It's great to, to learn a little bit about what's going on down in Swainsboro, and uh, looks like you got things moving in the right direction. Well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate what you do for high school football. I mean, I think – High school football in Georgia is really special, and, and it's because, you know, people like you that, that promote it, and I sure appreciate it. Our pleasure, Coach. We look forward to uh, seeing great things out of the Tigers. All right. Thanks a lot, Art. That was Coach Scott Roberts joining us from Swainsboro, Georgia, the head coach of the Swainsboro Tigers. As we mentioned, the Tigers are in that very challenging Class 2, Region 2. Uh, the Tigers, again, get their season kicked off against Jefferson County on August 23rd. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N.com or on Twitter at turdfergusonrpt. T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter. Make it a great day, everybody. 